Peruvians, hop in your TARDISes. You're listening to another episode of Doctor... Huh? Hey, Harry Lloyd, stop making that face. It'll get stuck that way. Why is he screaming into the microphone like that, Harry Lloyd? Why are you screaming like that? This is a randomly selected Doctor Who rewatch podcast. I'm... I was gonna... You know, my nickname made more sense if you introduced yourself first. So, (laughs) Sam, can you introduce yourself first? Hi, I I think I'm Sam, but pull out my phone and check the time, and who knows who I'll be. And I'm brother of yours, Jordan. Um, (laughs) And this week we're watching Series 3, Episode 9, The Family of Blood! (laughs) The Family of Blood! Uh, The second of a two-part series, written by Paul Cornell... Um, and directed by Charles Palmer. I thought this was a Moffat joint for, for, for a minute. I thought, but, but then it wasn't. So. Yeah, one, one would assume from how much there was like, he loves, he the loves British scary, military. He loves the British military and he loves scary, like, what if there was a spooky guy? What if there was a thing that was kind of weird? What if this um, thing was kind of fucked up? Do you know the context of this two-parter existing? It was based on a book about the Seventh Doctor. Not only was it based on a book about the Seventh Doctor, Paul Cornell uh, wrote a fanfic oh, about shit. the Seventh Doctor. Oh my god! That became so popular in in fandom circles that it actually got the attention of the BBC or whoever was responsible for making the books, and they decided to get him to adapt it into a novel. <laughs> That's beautiful, and I love that because. And then he gets lit- to, he got to make his fanfic into an actual two-part Doctor Who story. That's really funny, because that's, like, the opposite of what happened with The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is that Douglas Adams wrote a Doctor Who episode that got so little attention from the people who made Doctor Who that he had to make it into his own thing that was basically... (laughs) uh, I thought you were going to say, that's the opposite of fanfic, where it starts as Doctor Who and then ends as fanfic. (laughs) I like Uh, Doctor Who, but I would rather make it a different story about my own guys. The Doctor Who novel is called uh, Human Nature, which is the title of the first of these two episodes, and the cover of the book is the Seventh Doctor dressed as, like, a professor solemnly feeding ammo into a minigun that a little kid is firing. I mean, wouldn't you... Which is almost what happens in this episode. The only real difference is that it's actually the uh, Tenth Doctor. If if you were had to feed ammo into a child's... uh, machine gun would you be smiling about it um i just wouldn't do it i mean what if you were being beset by an army of spooky scary scarecrows nobody's Uh, being killed here well if there was a if there was a child pointing a minigun at my head and forcing me (laughs) to put ammo into it i suppose i would do it i like that you're classifying this like 1914 pepper mill machine gun whatever as like a minigun (laughs) That's what it looks like on the cover of the book. Sure, 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 sure. I think it's called a Gatling gun. Whatever. But I don't, it's a I don't Halo know. Three turret. Who it's cares? a Halo Three turret for sure. If a, it's if a turret a, from anything. Did you see the cover of the Seventh Doctor solemnly handing a child an energy sword? It's really powerful. I actually cried just from looking at it. Um. So we get a pretty good uh, idea of what's happening in the previ- previously on, almost like the previously on did its damn job of uh, <laughs> filling us in about what was going on, as opposed uh, to uh, as opposed to Once Upon Time, where I, it was I actually just... <laughs> I thought it was fun because 
uh, I recognized a lot of the stuff in the previously on from being in the next time on at the end of the episode 42. <laughs> It was it was it was so weird because it was like seeing another side of the of the next time on where it was like we never actually get to see it but we will but we we, we got to see like different angles on the same thing uh-huh. like last time it was like why is the doctor in that chair and now it's like oh I know why he's in that chair because he needed it's to because sit he's down. using the chameleon arch to become human there's aliens chasing after the doctor and Martha and. The doctor needs to wait it out while they die of old age, and the yeah, way he says the aliens, that, their their attackers won't live for very long if they can just wait them out. And then, and in the meantime, so, he decides that he needs to become a human. He needs to become a human, and then he needs to uh, erase all of his memories and make his own like alternate persona called John Smith, which is mm-hmm. uh, very creative. Very creative. That's the name that he always uses when he needs to give a fake name, because presumably oh, because I think the doctor... I think you've mentioned that before. Presumably because the doctor is just a naturally uncreative person who doesn't have any good ideas. That's um, right. And, uh, and that's the best he could come up with. And then, oh no, he falls in love. Um, Martha He falls does... in love with a woman named Joan. Oh, we should mention, it's 1913, and they're at like a, uh, like they're at a like British a boarding military school. school military kind of school of some kind, yeah. There's a part uh, where the doctor kisses a, his his lady, and uh, we see Martha framed for the kiss, like Nicole and Kylex Y frowning and giving it. That was a great scene in Kylex down. Y, except for the fact that the thing that was happening was happening. Um, Martha is very sad. I she's wish sad. it was me. She says. Um, and I she's, wish I got to kiss the doctor. She says. I wish I got to kiss the doctor, but I'm I'm not Rose Tyler, so I don't get to kiss the doctor. I don't know if first kisses the doctor. But the doctor uh, loves her back, except he didn't get to say it. Anyway, oh, and then there's scarecrows. There's scarecrows, and then there's a, ah! and then and then there's like a hostage situation. Yes. So where we pick up is that there's a bunch of people with laser guns, and we'll find out uh, that there, there's four of them. They are called the Family of Blood, the titular Family of Blood. Uh, there's a dad, a mom, and two kids. And they are taking the form, or maybe they're like body snatchers. I don't, I don't really know exactly how it's working, but it's not super relevant. The point is, they they are taking the form in some way of characters from the first episode. The mom, I guess, is another person who worked here. I think she was like a like a custodian of some kind, and I guess Martha became friends with her while they were here. I don't know how long they were at this school, by the way, for the doctor to fall in love with this woman. Uh, no more than three months. How do we know that? Because if it was more than three months, then the family of blood would have died, and they could have changed him back, and then it would have been fine. I guess so. At some point, we'll watch Human Nature, and it will explain why any of this happened, because I didn't quite understand it, but that's that's did the it nature. Not, was of... it, did it not seem apparent through the episode that they wanted to, like body snatched the doctor or something so he had to like go undercover at a school i guess as a human. no what, what i mean is my question is if the whole thing is we we can't allow them to body snatch the doctor why doesn't the doctor just leave 
I'm assuming there's a reason. There's got to be a reason. Yeah, uh, I guess. Just, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll find out eventually. I mean, we learned that not even the the hordes of Genghis Kongus could get through the Tardis's door. I feel like he could have just like hung out in there for a while, but I don't know. <laughs> not, he could literally the, get in it and then travel three months forward. <laughs> he could have just gone know. and hid in the Satan pit. <laughs> I don't, again, I don't want to get too hung up on questions that I'm sure will be answered very straightforwardly in the part one, but, um, so yeah, the, the, the family of blood have Martha and Joan hostage. I'm glad that I did eventually learn her name, Joan, because I was calling her Dr. Girlfriend throughout my notes. (laughs) Um, and they tell, they tell the doctor to change back because again, he is a human right now. He is a man, a human man named John Smith, played by David Tennant, who does not remember that he's the Doctor, does not know what a Time Lord is, and is very confused about all of this. He doesn't understand anything that's going on, and he's scared. Oh, we should also say, I can't... Re- oh, it was in the previously on, but I didn't write down anything about it. There's a watch, and the Doctor has, like, put his Time Lordness into the watch. And there's a little boy named... uh Tim Latimer, I think. Mm-hmm. I just called him Latimer because I think we <laughs> literally got his first name at the very end of the episode. But uh, Latimer has the watch for some reason. And he he's like hearing the doctor's voice from it. Yeah. He's like a Latimer's like a little man. He's like a little guy. He's like, a, well, let me I, let me let me send you something. Okay. Let me send you a picture. Um, This is going to be good audio. Yeah. But... I, yeah, it usually is. But um, every time I looked at Latimer, I just thought about this boy. There's a boy, um, I don't know his name, I don't know his story, but I do know that he has a very, he has a, well, I'll send it to you and then I want you to describe this boy (laughs) uh, to to our listeners. Stop stalling. Oh, I see it. Okay, what in the, (laughs) huh, okay, I don't know what I thought this was going to be, but it wasn't this so i'm looking at a picture it looks like some sort of product listing there's a little boy in a sweater vest standing over a large orb is this like a is it like a puzzle that you rotate and like a ball rolls around yeah it's a it's a perplexus maze it's a super plexus do you want to tell our listeners how much this this orb cost that this little boy has is enjoying? Well, I really wanted to believe that the image was cut off, but no, that does say fifty five thousand dollars. <laughs> anyway, this little this little like this little unamused uh, mommy. This special is what I look like when I try to contemplate the machinations <laughs> of the doctor. Mummy's little special guy with his watch. This is who I kept seeing whenever I saw Latimer. Just this little guy. Uh, he's probably killed. He will probably kill again. Um, um, also, we should. I want to. I want to talk about the family of blood as we see them in this episode because they spend yeah. the entire episode in the form of the same four people. They spend the entire ep- episode in the form of these people, and they spend a lot of time yelling. And I didn't appreciate how much they yell. They yell the a dad, lot. The dad looks like if you picture a British dad, that's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the daughter is a little girl with a red balloon. And Very you can scary. practically hear you could hear the, the they they're the ring physically the restraining Stephen Moffat from putting uh, "Ring Around the Rosie" in the whole episode. Ring, ring Around the Rosie parentheses scary. I love that you're blaming Stephen Moffat. He had nothing to do with this episode, but he's still like 
He's like, wait, 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 wait. Nothing to do with. He didn't. He didn't write the episode, but he was the showrunner of the season. No, he wasn't the showrunner. Wasn't it? Isn't this during Russell Rusty? Oh, I'm so sorry. This is still Rusty era. I'm so sorry. You're right. (laughs) He just bursts through the door, and he's like, they were they were physically restraining him and saying, "Excuse me, Stephen, you're not. You You have." What are you this doing isn't your here? episode. He's like, Steven, no, you gotta put Rigor on the Rosie in. He's got, like C- He's got like a CD. <laughs> play this. Play uh, this. Uh, the mom is some lady who works here. The, really, the thing that I want to talk about is the son, who is he's one of the students from the school. He is played by Harry Lloyd, who was Viserys on Game of Thrones. Uh, What's this guy's name? He... Oh, the the character. Yeah. Oh shit! I wrote it down. It's like. Ba- but Barnaby, oh, Baines, Baines. Baines. I don't he's remember if he gets like first doing, name, but yeah, Baines. He's doing like twisted Joker smile and yelling for like his, the whole his episode. His face is diagonal for the whole. I don't, episode. <laughs> I don't. Sometimes you see these actors and you you say, "How did their face? How did their face do that?" Like like uh, you didn't see House of the Dragon, but the character who plays uh, Aemond is making like like. Uh, cat face real like three cat three face like he just does that like his face just does that and i was looking That's at nice. harry harry lloyd in this episode like how his face do that how he they doing actually that? uh the whole episode they put through photoshop and they just lassoed his face and did the like <laughs> skew tool he looks like he's got a like one of those uh one of those like f- filters on that like gives you a little cowboy hat and then makes your face go diagonal I mean, he's he's playing it well. I no, I do I'm not like saying he's ba- no. I'm not saying he's doing a bad job. I'm saying also, he's doing too good of a job. The Game of Thrones connection. Do you know who played Little Timmy Latimer? Um, he's probably like uh, probably like <laughs> Sean Bean or something. Yeah, it was Sean Bean. I I actually I didn't write down the actor's name, but it was the the kid who played Jojen. Oh yeah, that kid. I forgot Jojen was on Game of Thrones. I forgot they put him in the show. They 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 thought it was a an Easter egg for keen eyed book readers that if you really they forgot about you, him by the end, but he was in it at some point. If you check the backgrounds of some scenes, there may or may not be a character who is supposed to be Jojen Reed on. on I Game think of that Holland Reed is definitely going to show up in series nine, though. He's going to show up on House of the Dragon. Good for uh, him. Anyway, so. Uh, I, I, you, you can see in my notes that I may have misjudged the character of Tim Latimer from the beginning because yeah, I described him as nefarious looking. Well, he, he, he does have nefarious tendencies that were calmed down and soothed by spending 10 minutes at his giant $55,000 orb. So he doesn't, <laughs> those urges, the dark urges of his brain are settled when he has orb time. Yeah, I misread what was going on here at the beginning, but he, he pulls the watch out of his pocket and pops it open which briefly lets out like a flash of Time Lord essence, uh, startles the family of blood, and Martha, who was being held hostage, manages to get the gun and become the hostage haver. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of into the idea of there being like time. This is like Time Lord vapor. This is Time Lord gas. And I don't. And we you see. You just like, say it's Doctor Who farts. No, it, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's like his 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 vapor. Like you could vape. You could vape this stuff. I mean, that's, I think that I think maybe that that's what we've what, seen maybe that's of maybe doctors. <laughs> I think yeah. that what we've seen of doctors uh, regenerating and immediately after regenerating, they have uh, like vapor. Is that I think that time lords are actually just like an oogie boogie style bag of just like of cloud gold, shimmering dust. 
I think, I mean, judging by the age of Latimer, the nefarious little boy, he was going to go vape this in the bathroom, um, as is, uh, as children of his age are wont to do. Anyway, yeah, back yes, in Martha, 1913. Martha, uh, Martha, like, by episode design, is just gunning for the, uh, the Companion Award, the Sarah Jane Award for Companion Initiative, because the Doctor's, like, not even able to do anything in this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like, Except you know. she, she's, she's ineligible, because everything she does in this episode apparently was following instructions that he wrote down before losing his memories. I suppose so. She's ineligible. It sucks. I'm sorry, but she is. I I don't know. I want to give it to her, but well, this is we'll, a little. We'll come we'll back to, to that. Yeah, we'll end. deliberate. But yeah, she she's taking hostage. Um, she's she's uh ever she tells everyone to like get out. Uh, and uh, and uh, you know, tells the doctor, sorry, John Smith, to leave. Um, which he does. He's out. He's gone. Yeah. This is also this is the um. This is the first time we learn in the in this episode proper that uh, the reason that they're all doing this is because they want to body snatch a Time Lord, at which point they will become immortal. Whereas currently, yeah, again, they, they live for... I, I don't remember them saying three months, but I'll take your word for it. Um, I mean, so, if only they knew, if only they knew they were walking the same planet as Lady Me. God. She's out there. to think about there we got two Claire's in the mix. If you, if you sometimes when you look in the mirror, you oh my god, Lady I don't Wee. I don't want to talk about that right now. It's that, like the, the ending of this episode is nuts. The ending of this episode is the thing. I'm just going to tell you right off the bat that that is what stuck with me all these years about this episode is the way that it ends and how crazy it is. But yes, uh so uh, at this point, Martha, I think, is the only person left in the the room. I think there was, I think it was like a town dance of some kind. Is is where why everybody I was, was kind in of this, confused like, why the they didn't kill Martha here. Is she was she still? I think she was still holding the the mom hostage. Mm, yeah, the mother okay. of blood, mother of blood, blood mommy. Uh, so uh, outside, we go to the doctor who is. Should we just call no, him John, John Smith? Smith? I wrote his name yeah. down as the doctor for the whole He's episode. He's not the doctor in this episode. He's John He's Smith. Not. The episode's very, John Smith very clear. John Smith is giving everyone instructions. We we will find that he works at this school in this form of himself. And Timmy Laddie says, don't touch me. You're as bad as them. Uh, which we'll find out later. I, it's, I think it doesn't happen in this episode until like the very end. We see what he saw. He's, like, seen visions from the watch of the Doctor being twisted or whatever. The Doctor being epic. I, it's a shame that he didn't get, like... He looks into the watch and he, see, he sees John Pertwee driving around in his little car. <laughs> and he's like, well, that has nothing to do with anyone as, here. Who's that old guy? Them. Who's that cool action grandpa? Who's that cool grandpa in his funny little car? <laughs> he's right there, Timmy. Where's, who's that, who's that, like, who's that impossible girl that keeps popping up in all of your, uh, in all of your memories? Uh, so, Martha, uh, gets owned by, uh, one of the Scarecrow guys from, from behind. I don't think we ever really get an explanation of why the Family of Blood have an army of Scarecrows, but that's Spooky! Fine. 
Uh, maybe uh, this probably explained in the first episode. Scary. Uh, so they they disarm Martha and she has to escape outside. She gets mad at the doctor. She's like, "You're so useless no. as a human." Hey, hey. She get gets mad, mad at John Smith and says Thank he's you. useless as a human, which is very confusing to him. And they he all run understand. away together. Her and he the doctor a- and Joan. For the record. John Smith has no fucking clue what's going on with any of this. Yes, he is um, absolutely out of his element. This is, this is, and I think it's kind of a cool thing that these two episodes, or this episode specifically does, I don't know what the last one of, of like, this guy doesn't know that he's the doctor, and he doesn't know what's going on, and all of a sudden people are gonna tell him that he's like an immortal time-traveling alien, and what does that do to a guy? Also, in the previously on, we see... He kind of has a, a hero's journey over the course of, like, two minutes of this episode. <laughs> we see that he, he uh, when he was, like, a professor at this school, he was, like, writing down his dreams in a little uh, notebook, and the dreams were all just, like, Doctor Who stuff, like, pictures of the TARDIS and, like... What if there was, like, I, I don't know, maybe he drew, like, a Dalek, and he was like, these are the Daleks, I came up with them in my dream, it's like a story I'm writing. They had a, a funny rave with a flashing, <laughs> multicolored machine. And then the Daleks and the Cybermen traded insults, and it was amazing. And then there was another guy who I feel like he was me, but he didn't look like me, and there was a copy of him who looked like a cactus, and I could feel my brain <laughs> melting out of my ears from how bored I was. <laughs> Patreon.com slash potting bros. <laughs> Grugger. Um, uh, that was not what that guy's name was. That guy's name was Megalos. No, that was the name of the episode. Megalos. Um, and then, uh, let's see. I feel like there was a, a woman who was dressed like sort of a, uh, huntress, and I, I hated her for how she stupid was so she was. She so dumb. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I had a friend, he was, I had this guy, he was, he's Scottish, he wore a kilt, and I was friends with him for like ten years, and then I just never talk about him ever again. <laughs> but all of my memories of him caught on fire at the BBC, <laughs> and there's very little record of our time together. Uh, basically, the uh, the 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 family of blood on the hunt are that Martha gets out, and they're just like going sicko mode. They're gonna start killing everybody. But I like um, we we get to see the mom uh, who. Uh, the the woman whose form she's taking is named Jenny. I'll be calling her Jenny for the rest of the episode. Sorry. Uh, Jenny of Blood. Uh, this is a thing that the family of Blood can do, is that they, like, telepathically communicate with each other by glowing green. They go green mode! We haven't <laughs> they seen go green mode, go green like mode the Rutan Patreon.com slash potting bros. Uh, yeah, she, she glows green, which she, in this case, what she's doing is she's, like, searching the residual memories of this body that she's inhabiting, because she's like, ah, this woman was friends with that girl, Martha, and she would often go walking to the west. Go and see what's to the west. We find out later that's just where the TARDIS is. It's not really super relevant to this episode, to be honest. Um, the doctor runs into the school and rings the boy, the, the boy gun, the gun that tells boys to, the boy, boy, he rings the the boy bell. The bell that for the boys, he rings the boy bell and tells the boys to get their boy guns because they're under attack and they're going to have a little war. Um, and then the headmaster, uh, the he headmaster. He tells them to boy the cannons. <laughs> there's a, there's an early, uh, Dr. Hunt callback. Normal.com um, slash potting bros. <laughs> that one's on our normal episode list. We can do that one. <laughs> um, but, so, so basically now there's a standoff. Outside is, uh, the family of blood, who have laser guns, by the way. 
and then like four scarecrows, um, sure. which will later be upgraded to about twenty four scarecrows. Um, yeah, who are just over the course of a montage implying a thousand scarecrows. I will, I will say uh, that at no point in this episode are the scarecrows made to be assumed as threatening. Um, we don't see they like don't a scarecrow really like ultimately do a whole lot. We don't huh? see like a scarecrow like pick anyone up or like throw them or snap them in I half mean, like Bane. Uh, a living scarecrow. Sorry to scary. the Batman villain, but a living scarecrow is possibly the least threatening <laughs> enemy you could come up with. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, as it turns out, they're not very sturdy. I mean. Batman Scarecrow uh, was so not scary that he had to invent a gas that makes him scary. So, I mean, I don't I know, know that he t- wasn't an actual Scarecrow. But I mean, yeah, what this if is they like, were like <laughs> I would say that these Scarecrows are actually even less sturdy than the Snowman. The fucking Family of Blood is like, we've summoned an army of mummies. Are you scared? And then a bunch of, like, mummies pop out. And you go, hmm, I think I'm good. That would be more uh, threatening. An army of mummies, like 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 Scooby Doo style mummies. <laughs> I mean, nothing Scooby Doo style is a threat. We have summoned an army of comedy xylophone skeletons, Doctor. That would be scary. They are dance around and play their bones at you. But that that's still scary because it's like, what are they gonna do? Actually, no, sorry. What, what happens that, when they the stop that, playing their bones? The way that the Son of Blood would say this is, uh, excuse me, They'll play their bones at you, Doctor! <laughs> like that. Yeah, pretty much. But he also he also does the thing where he goes like, Doctor. <laughs> I, I, we're being so mean. I like it's 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 good. I liked it. It's just it's so much. It's it's, uh, a, it's a fun performance. It's just very cheesy. It's so silly. Uh, okay, so so uh, yeah, Martin is not happy. By the way, that the doctor is uh, raising a child army. Which fair enough. Yeah, on a list of things. The John Martha, Smith. John Smith. I'm sorry, John Smith. Jesus Christ. On a list of things that we've seen Martha not enjoy, uh, being turned into a Cyberman. No, um, drug. That wasn't her. Drug that kills you. That when was you canonically take it. her cousin. <laughs> drug that kills you when you take it. Doesn't like that. Um, and then definitely raising an army of children to fight your battles for you. Not. Something she's super keen on. Oh, and I'm then I'm starting to think um, that Martha has some pretty good takes. <laughs> I'd love to hear what she fe- how she feels about like I don't know child labor. Probably against it for it. Um, <laughs> Damn it, Martha! You were so close. Ring around the rosy dot uh, MP3 plays. I think it actually does play at some point. Does it actually? <laughs> I, 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 I definitely like scary music box music plays. Because it's a Jenny little... of Blood, uh, tells, uh, Banes Child. of Blood, like, don't, don't be too aggressive. We've got these weak, flimsy, vulnerable bodies. We need to secure the Time Lord. They also don't know yet that John Smith is not the doctor. They don't know that his Time Lordism has been extracted. Uh, so she tells the little sister, who I think is named Lucy of Blood, uh to is that is that one word that last name yes uh to get into the school and spy on them ring around the way and they probably play a little music box uh version of ring you wouldn't they wouldn't shoot a little girl on her birthday with a little red balloon would they they Um, should 
Uh, okay, so Martha confronts the, uh, Martha confronts John Smith. I almost said the doctor. It's not the doctor. That's the whole point of the episode. Uh, and she's like, you can't get these, these kids to fight for, uh, fight, uh, like their children. And then he says, no, that's literally what's a military school. They're, they're trained to fight for king and country. Um, and, uh, they'll do their duty. They're gonna die in World War, War One, and we're gonna think it's, a uh, very epic and patriotic at the end of the episode. Yahoo! Uh, uh the headmaster storms in. And oh, this like, guy sucks. What are you doing? Why are you arming all of the children? And the, uh, John Smith is, the John Smith is like, the school is under attack. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's, oh, Jeremy Baines and Mr. Clark have, have started murdering people in the village. And, uh, Joan and Martha confirm his story, and the headmaster's like, oh, uh, great work then, Mr. Smith, let's start- Alright, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's arm these, these boys. Let's arm them even more, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> let's give, as the let's headmaster of a military tanks. school, I've just been waiting for the day that I can create a child army, thank you. I'm glad it's <laughs> finally here. He's literally always wanted an excuse to do this. Uh, um, and Martha, folks, it turns out racism exists because if you're not aware, Martha is black and it is 1913. So she tries to warn the headmaster that he shouldn't go outside right now. And he turns to, uh, John Smith and says, control your servant. So that's, yeah, I definitely remember that from the first part of this episode of people being racist to Martha. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. And I, I, well, well, we'll, we'll come to it soon. Uh, I have something to say about, about that. Uh, so Martha and Joan run off to look for the watch. I don't know what Joan's understanding of the watch is at this point, but she seems to know that they need it, at least. Uh, but we find, we find, uh, Latimer, uh, going through severe superplexus withdrawals, uh, and the dark voices in his head, which do tell him to kill... Um, but they do speak in the doctor's voice. So they right, what's actually tell- happening is that the doctor's voice is talking to him from the watch. The doctor's voice is telling him to, like, keep the watch hidden and not let the family yes, get their Yes, keep the watch it. safe. The time is not yet right. Uh, and he catches a glimpse of Lucy of Blood do, running into do, the school. Do, 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 Right? What was that? That's, like, that's from, uh, that's from... It's like scary ring around the rose. It's like what plays in uh in that's the music that plays with the scary little girl in uh Remembrance of the Daleks. Yeah, I'm trying to think what what song is that? It's not Ring Around the Rosy. <laughs> oh, it's Trick or Treat Smell My Feet Give Me Something Good to Eat. If you don't I don't care, I'll pull down your underwear. Yeah, that's her plan. <laughs> <laughs> Send her in there to pull down their underwear screaming. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, we're back with our, our, our boy Baines, um, and his mum, his mum of blood. Yeah, he and Baines and Jenny of blood, uh, confront the headmaster. They also are, like, flanked by a bunch of scarecrows, which- The scary, so scary. Which they, they don't, the headmaster is, like, meeting with them, and another guy named Mr. Phillips, who, uh, you know that's a name that we don't need to learn- uh, because he will he's not long for this world. <laughs> but, oh yeah, um, he uses the he uses the British term fancy dress, which I always forget is a phrase that means like costume. Mm-hmm. I always think it means. Like, I thought the, the British people that like formal wear they just dress I thought up that like they just like dress up as like cartoon characters and stuff. They is that dress not up like that, Scooby Doo and, and Shaggy. Yeah, I think uh, it's how it works. So the headmaster uh, see. Oh yeah, this is where he sees uh, Jenny of Blood and is like. <sighs> 
One of the cleaning staff? Of course. There's always a woman involved. I wonder what this guy, I wonder if this guy sucks. I can't tell. I can't no, tell he's if good. the episode- he's a great man. I can't tell if the episode, uh, is trying to make me think he sucks. I really can't tell, because it feels like there's just too much respect for the good old boys of the British military for us to disrespect this guy. This is like, uh, there ha- th- I-, I was expecting a real Yakuza 7 moment with the headmaster where he's like this horrible misogynist racist man, and then after he dies, like, the John Smith, <laughs> like, they do this emotional- The rest like- of the plot of the episode is about avenging <laughs> him because he was such a- he cared so much about the kids. He cared so much about- he did such- so good for- but thankfully that doesn't when he, happen. When he was beating the students, it was he did it out, out of, of concern, and it, it broke mm-hmm. his heart to do it. He hated doing it, but he had to do it to whip these boys into shape so they could die in World War One. So, At the age of 14. Uh, Mr. Phillips uh, Who? says, like, what's what's going on with those scarecrows? And then Baines uh, kills him with a laser gun. <laughs> I I don't think he liked being killed by the, with the laser gun, personally. No, because they skipped the skeleton. <laughs> right, his bones did never got to breathe because they were gone straight too disintegration fast. Oh, is there a worse way to die? I would definitely say um, being tossed into an event horizon is wor- better. Having more layers put on on top of my skeleton. Because... You know, imagine coming so close to Nirvana and then and then not getting it. Like like Tantalus in Greek myth. Like, think about how much that must torture you in your final moments that you know that your bones are so close to getting to breathe, but <laughs> but they don't get to. I like, by the way, Baines throughout this conversation is calling the headmaster Sir like five times per he sentence. He loves it's his favorite word. It, actually, they pen over Her- Mr. Smith, sir. We just want his Time Lord essence, sir. And yes, by the way, sir, we have killed people, sir. He actually, they actually paid Harry Lloyd by the sir, and none of those were in the <laughs> script. He just threw them in so he could get more money. Um, a really uh, cool so- insider tip on how they make TV shows. This is where they where they act like maybe there's ideas in this episode about war and stuff, because he's like, Will the cadets thank you next year in 1914, sir? That's right, sir. We've traveled all over time and space looking for Mr. Smith, and there will be a war, and how will your cadets think of you when and what you did for them when they die face down in the trenches? And the headmaster's like, I'm a cool veteran, you son of a bitch! And then he, like, I back inside. They'll love it! It'll be so good for their character! But, like, it's- I I think that they... At the end of the episode, I think we are supposed to be like, God bless the headmaster. I know, we're supposed to be like, God bless the brave British troops, happy poppy day, uh, I will trade my child to be a soldier. Salute. Doctor's wearing like a- <laughs> In honor of the, the king. The doctor, the doctor is, 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 I genuinely, not to like skip to the end of the episode, I was so sure the doctor was gonna salute. It was, he wanted to so bad, I saw it in his eyes that he wanted to do a salute. <laughs> Did you see him, how bad he wanted it? But probably at Martha point? was at the very oh, end. The, of at the, the very episode. end, yeah. Uh, Martha yeah, he, uh, had, Martha he had the whole. Salute. He wanted to salute. Um, but uh, I do like the idea of telling a military headmaster of a military school that one day these that he's going to send boys, the students to the military and they might die in a war. And he's like, "Yeah, man, yeah, I know, dude. That's literally the point. I don't know. No what way. Do- that's nuts. <laughs> really." <laughs> Hello, p- hello, coding class teacher. One day our students will become computer programmers! Oh, God. 
back inside, uh, I think the headmaster, like, asks John Smith what's going on, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh... The kids start building a barricade, and someone catches Timmy Laddie and drags him out. And Oh, uh, Hutchinson, is that this kid's name? We'll see him a few more times. I don't know. I don't know, dude. His, I, I think his he... name is Hutchinson, and he... he We get the sense in this episode that he's, like, kind of Timmy Laddie's bully, but it's a, like, military boarding school, so it's also, like, it God builds bless character. this good old boy. It builds character for he's, Timmy Yeah, he's, he's Timmy's character builder. One day, one day, and actually also find we'll find out that one day Timmy will outrank him, and that's epic, I guess. And that's awesome, and, and it's, we love him, we love him. But yeah, he finds Timmy, like, hiding, looking at the watch, and he's like, oh, be a little coward, like always, Timmy, ha ha, come out, we gotta do... You're yeah. always a coward when the scarecrows invade. Every this time is this where we happens. get a 25 minute montage of scarecrows marching. I was thankful, by the way, this episode, uh, you know, making it a little easy on us that a lot of this episode is like scarecrows marching, um, boys, children firing guns, children firing guns and or preparing to fire the guns. Yes, um, that is what this montage is, is, uh, Banes of Blood summons, uh, the, the scarecrows. And we get this montage of all of the scarecrows How marching many... toward them to make it look be... like there's more than like a dozen. I don't want to be Jeremy Cinemasins here, but how many scarecrows could there be? Also, how long did, like, you know, the thing about farm, farms is they're very big and they're very spread out. So like, were there, <laughs> was, was there parts where like, you know, two counties over a scarecrow just got there like a day late? Because he just spent See, the whole time walking. I don't, because I don't know. Are, are these like actual scarecrows that he's animated, or I did think he so. make these scarecrows? I think they animated the scarecrows because they were like walking f- from fields and stuff. Well, maybe this is the scarecrow capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to welcome to Straw on Scarecrow Yalan Nine. <laughs> A little okay, British sure. village in the country. It's a little British village where they make every, it, their main export is, is scarecrows and they have warehouses <laughs> full of them. Um, it's, uh, also, scarecrow also, on field. Also, unlike, you didn't like my joke about, uh, about burlap on straw, but okay. Thank you. For oh, I'm, just... I, I legitimately didn't hear you say that. I'm sorry. You already uh, made the joke and I made a worse one. Uh, no, Jordan, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. It was good. Uh, the scarecrows they make in burlap on straw, uh, you know, they don't, th- you don't think that they need a steel skeleton under there. You think that you just need to put some straw in a bag, but really they pride themselves at making the most strong and powerful scarecrows <laughs> that if for some reason, like no one would ever bring one to life, but if they ever did, they would be able to break down a reinforced like barred wooden door uh at a mill just like in case they need to do that so maybe because the, the thing is we di- we didn't know at the time all scarecrows were made of like heavy solid metal but then they, they actually, had to melt it all down for the war and they started making them out of straw before the world war before the great war when britain britain great britain had an excess of of human life that was just waiting to be thrown into the into the fields of the somme and verdun that um scarecrows were actually just poor people and this was their job was just to they would put them in a scary costume and stand and and the and Baines didn't even like mind wash them they just he just gave them some money to come and participate in this battle. That's nice. Uh, so oh, we get yeah, we get this more, montage uh, makes it look like there's hundreds and hundreds of scarecrows, but there's not. 
Uh, Lucy of Blood uh, telepathically warns them by glowing green inside the school. Uh, I'm I'm still investigating the Time Lord's plans. Hold back until I know what's going on. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so this is where... Yeah, I was saying earlier I couldn't remember what Joan understands about the watch. Martha yeah, tells Martha Joan tells her. What? They're, like, going through John's office, and Martha tells so, Joan. John is a time-traveling alien. He's a thousand years old. He's got two hearts, and he put all of his alien vibes into a little watch. Did... Hmm. 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 Did... Hmm. Sam, did... What happened to that heart, though? See, that's what I don't understand. When, did he, like... That's why re- I was so bewildered by the the chameleon arch, because it... I I have to assume that it fully, like, reshapes his organs inside his body. Yeah, where'd that heart go? I guess the two hearts slurped together into one. And then when he gets... When he breathes in the vape smoke, does the... They heart tear short. apart into two hearts. We didn't see the transformation. Yeah, we but don't we can see only it. Assume he was, it's it was agonizing. incredibly painful. I actually think I'm, I'm assuming that in the initial episode, probably we get some Gaku moments from the Doctor as he's turning human. They take they're sucking. Well, actually, all the yeah, he was like in that chair, like ah no. Because I'll tell it. you something, John Smith is not funny. He's not quirky. He holds no tokens of any kind. Um, he's, he's. I. I would. I would describe him as sniveling. He is pretty sniveling. He kind of. Which sucks. I mean, in his moderate defense, he's being told that he has to uh, throw away his entire identity. He has to, to destroy become himself an alien. to become an alien. But he um, is it, sniveling quite a bit. He, and, okay, I want to. I want to talk about. I. I haven't revealed this uh, yet. Here's yes. why I didn't like this episode. Okay. I think that. The whole episode, and I, I do want to say, you know, grain of salt, I haven't seen part one. I intend to go back and watch this again once we do get human nature, mm-hmm. uh, unless that's next week, <laughs> and reevaluate this episode, because I really didn't feel like it worked on its own merits as a standalone story. And I feel like a big part of that for me is that I'm supposed to have any feelings about how sad it is that that John Smith, a normal man has to throw away the amazing love of his life this woman joan who the only thing that i know about her is that she's racist (laughs) because martha is like explaining who she is and what her connection to the doctor is and she's like i'm i'm not an alien i'm a human i'm in training to be a doctor parentheses normal and i when did that not when was that about i guess that's just her character she's like a character she immensely but she says, like, and no, I'm not a romantic rival, unfortunately. And Joan is like, a black doctor? Okay, I wouldn't hold my breath. And then Martha, like, owns her by listing all the bones in the hand. That and was Joan is like, so... whatever, you could have read that in a book. And Martha's like, yeah, I yeah. read it in a book when I was studying <laughs> to be a that doctor. Was, that was such a strange moment of, like, I know the bones of the hand. Um, whatever. But, uh, also, so does yeah, that I mean, just wait, hold on a minute. Does that mean that John Smith is also racist? Yeah, probably. I mean, he thinks that, that she's his servant. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, I just, this whole episode is just so full of just shit that sucks. It's like, we're supposed to be cheering for the, the veteran headmaster of this 
school that I can only imagine any school like this in reality was just hell. Just the worst place you could imagine. And they're training these children to be soldiers. In, a, in, in what we know is going to be... I mean, we see that some of them get out. We'll talk about it later. But, like... Presumably all the other boys that we didn't, that didn't have names probably did go, uh, die in World War One at the age of 14 or 15. Yeah, they all right? died, uh, and. But we celebrate we're their to be memory. for the headmaster, and, and we're, we're supposed also to supposed be... to be cheering for World War One, a righteous war. Uh, yeah, we're supposed was... to be weeping for the doctor having to end his relationship with this racist lady. There is definitely and a I... part. And the def- whole, yeah. The whole episode is Martha, who is good, who we like, just getting shit on by everyone around her, and there's no, like, catharsis for that at the end. Like, No, the no... doctor just kind of comes back and saves the day, like, and then he doesn't The doctor, even... like, rewards her with a hug, and that's kind of it. He, yeah, he basically... He he doesn't even say thank you. Yeah, I was, I was kind of disappointed. I wanted to like this episode, but I did not like this episode. I also think, yeah, I think I remember liking the first part more, or, like, just liking the concept of it, but, uh, yeah, watching this episode, I, uh, I mean, it was mostly action based on the things that had happened in the first episode, you know, it's like Scarecrow War uh, happening, and a watch, like a boy with a watch, uh-huh. so it's hard to, like, say, you know, judge this story arc. From yeah, just I mean, this the, the idea, like, if there's something about this episode that does mostly work, I think that it is the part where the character of John Smith has to contend with the weight on his shoulders that he doesn't understand. Like, that yeah. is pretty effective. And, you know, David Tennant's a great actor. But well, yeah. overall, I think that this episode did not work for me. But I do like Harry Lloyd in it. He's good in it. He, he does yelling. Um, so... Uh, oh yeah, then, uh, then, um, Mr. Uh, Father of Blood, uh, the big man with the must, the big, the big man with the mustache. I feel like it just makes so much more sense to be like father, mother, son, and sister or whatever. But anyway, uh, he green calls them, he, he green mode calls them, uh, to tell them that they are now standing in front of the TARDIS. (laughs) The shot where we cut to... Got it! Uh, big, big mustache British man standing in front of the TARDIS, flanked by scarecrows, and his face is bright neon green. <laughs> and he's like, all triumphant, like, I've got his ship! Is so funny. Um, Joan, uh, meanwhile, is asking the doctor, because she's... this is where she's starting to, like, believe that maybe it is possible that the man that she knows actually isn't the man that she thinks he is and that she's he thinks like he is checking in and with she, him and she asks him about like uh where he's from and his his childhood growing up but instead of being like uh giving like childhood memories he just starts talking about geography yeah she's, she's like john tell me about growing up in nottingham and he's like well it's a city and unitary authority area in nottinghamshire east midlands england located 110 miles northwest of london 33 miles southeast of Sheffield, and 45 miles northeast of Birmingham. John, tell me about your favorite bad Faber drive. Well, Faber well, Nottingham, drive is a- Nottingham has links to the legend of Robin Hood and to the lace-making, bicycle, and tobacco industries, my love. <laughs> They're a four-piece pop-punk band from Mission Hill, British Columbia, my love. Kylex Y reference? Uh, so... Yeah, he he's just like saying street names and geography stuff, and she's like, "No, uh, no what like, was your 
where did you grow up? Like, what, what were, what did you do as a child? I like that. I like that her, her, like, go to, like, tell me, tell me about your hiding spots. Tell me about your favorite places to hide. <laughs> tell me about those secret places. So if we ever go to Nottingham and play hide and seek, I know where I can get your ass. <laughs> tell me, tell me about your experience meeting Robin Hood and the robots. <laughs> tell me where your, where, John, where's your stash? So, tell me by where the way, your stash. I, at this point, I was assuming incorrectly that this was the doctor playing pretend, and he's like, "I can't let let my cupboard uh, yeah. go or whatever," <laughs> but because I, she's she's like, "No, tell me, like, I want to hear about actually your childhood and not just like where the place was." And he's like, "Joan, how can you doubt that I'm real? Am I not enough as I am?" And I was like, "Oh, he's gaslighting her." That would be the most fucking crazy twist of all time, would be if at the end of the episode, or, like, near the end of the episode, uh, Latimer, like, gives him the watch, and he's like, oh, I was only kidding, I was the doctor the whole time, you think I would, the, like- The whispers think, were in your head all along. You, you think that I, you think that I would, like, put myself in a position that vulnerable? Of course not, I was just lying. Oh, I was just <laughs> lying to you all. Alonzi! Uh, so, uh... Is he she, the one? Which which is the one? Is he? Is this the one that says Geronimo, or is that Eleventh Doctor that I, says Geronimo? I, I really don't remember that at all, to be honest. Are you serious? You don't remember Geronimo? I I mean, I I know that people say that. I don't remember a doctor saying it. I'll take okay. your word for it, but I don't remember it. I feel like it's Eleventh Doctor who says it. I don't know if we've had that happen on the show. Okay. Anyway, we definitely have. Uh, but okay. What, whatever then i forgot get off my back jesus i'm not Christ. on your back I'm, I'm not on your back i'm just saying it's a fact stop gaslighting me I'm not you're gas- just like john smith <laughs> you fucking so, imagine holy shit joan is like i think that martha is right uh you what it, she says like john smith would never want those children to have to fight whether he's the doctor or not and he like says i have no choice i don't really know what that was about that didn't fully make sense with my understanding of what's going on here, but whatever. We then um, cut to uh, we cut to the boys outside with their cool, like I don't know, their Vickers gun or whatever. This it's is called. so nuts because their, Latimer and Hutchinson are setting Maxim up this gun, turret. The Maxim gun. And Latimer gun. is like, "Don't worry, Hutchinson. I know that we'll both get through this because we're gonna die in war together." Next <laughs> We'll get, I know for a fact we'll survive because time, the time travel technology is telling me that we'll die next year. Yeah. And by the way, we, yeah, he's having like visions from the watch of himself, like in the trenches with Hutchinson. And we, we get a a better idea of what he saw. I don't think we really see it in the episode. He sees an artillery shell like fall down on his head. He, he has a vision of an artillery shell blowing them both to pieces. And he's just like, don't worry, Hutchinson. (laughs) We'll get through this. I know it. I know it. I don't want to talk about why I know it. Uh, but then he runs off it. again with the watch. He says there's something he has to do. Um, Martha um, is, like, tearing apart the doctor's office looking for the watch. Meanwhile, Latimer is, again, he's just kind of cowering with the watch. And he's asking him, he's he's asking the watch, like, what do I do? What do I do? And it's like, beware. There's an evil little girl in front of you. And he looks and he up. Looks and up. <laughs> Lucy of Blood is just standing there with her balloon. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh and she's like, Hey, that's a really cool watch he, you got there. I think he kind of threatens to murder her. I 
It did kind of seem like Latimer, I mean, he hasn't had his super plexus in, in many hours now. He is ready to do violence. Um, and, uh, he's and- like, whatever you are, you're still in the form of a little girl. How strong are you? And I was like, is he gonna fucking, like, charge at her? She's gonna, like, show off her strength by bending a steel bar in front of him. Uh, what but he actually does what happens is, is he, he blasts pops the watch her. open and shoots a stream of doctor dust into her face. It's, getting dust in your eyes is never fun. And it she affects her sees somehow. a vision of the doctor. Yeah. I assume this is the same vision that he has seen that makes him afraid of John Smith. It's just like David Tennant, like, looking kind of menacingly while there's, yeah, like, fire behind him. I don't understand the idea of, like, the, I mean, unless we were like, oh, and the fields of Arcadia, when the doctor killed everybody. Like, that, I guess so, but that would be a vision of John Hurt, so. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about, because we're watching specifically the Tenth Doctor be Is there menacing. an episode where I, the Tenth I'm Doctor, so- like, kills a bunch of people? Yeah, I'm really curious if this shot is actually from a previous episode or is or it not. just supposed to be like the doctor has a lot of darkness locked away. Yeah, maybe heart, it's more Sora. vibes than facts. Riku. Um so uh so uh now that they know about the watch is there and that and that the doctor is in the cool watch, uh they no longer care about John Smith. So it's time for Scarecrow War. And then we get, uh, we get to see Scarecrow War. The, the great Scarecrow v. Boys battle. The, ba- <laughs> the battle of Bur- <laughs> of Burlap on Straw. Um, and like, and oh my god, this fucking shot of like, a, b- <laughs> a boy fucking blasting with his like Gatling gun or whatever. He's and he's so crying. scared. I think this is Hutchinson, the, the like bully that he's is good. T- He's got tears and we see him up. like crying and like wiping his tears away as he <laughs> just just <laughs> unloads a fucking machine <laughs> gun into a scarecrow. Bow Look, I'm not saying that a boy should be smiling <laughs> and clapping. Straw I'm not, flying everywhere. I'm not saying that I want him to like it. It was just a very, very, very funny moment. <laughs> And the doctor, who also has a gun, by the way, but he's not shooting. There. He's like, "Nah, I'll let the kids." The voice, the voice will handle this one. I think I'm this. good. He's like, he also looks like he's about to be crying as he watches. He's just the like boys. watching in horror, like how how messed up that the boys have to do this, but how cool that they'll have to do this in war suit. He's actually sad because his cousins are scarecrows. Oh no! Which uh, once again we have established are just people. They're just dudes in there. Okay. This is so nuts, though, because they they finish shooting, the scarecrows stop advancing, everything quiets down, and the headmaster's like, hold fire, hold fire! And he walks out and, like, starts going through the scarecrow corpses, and he's like, huh, it's just straw. So he was, like, totally... Qu- he thought they were like, killing guys. He was so cool with the thought that these seemingly unarmed men... He thought they were unarmed men dressed as scarecrows, and he was like, Get them, Kill boys! <laughs> Pump them full of lead, my boys! <laughs> Turn them into Swiss cheese, kids! Woohoo! He was, he's, and then at the end, he's like, Oh man, oh, they man. weren't really people! He was, he was disappointed. He's thinking about, like, 
you know, maybe we can implement this into the curriculum. Maybe we can do this every year. But next time we need to get those actual human scarecrows so that they can oh get the experience God. of taking a life. Uh, well, so, I have good news for all the headmaster haters in 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 the chat, um, which is that, which is that uh, which is that he's his death is imminent. Yeah, I I learned uh, Mr. Phillips's name. I never even learned this the headmaster's name. His oh name no, was- he does get a name. It's some. It's like Mr. Ronkstank or something. His name is Mr. His name is Lord Hoobastank the Third, um, and he is about to die. Uh, um. Uh, Lucy of Blood walks in with her balloon, and the headmaster, of course, assuming that this is just the local child, Lucy... Come uh, in! Let's I... teach you how to kill! <laughs> That's right. No, because she's a girl, and uh, oh, right, you right, would never accept that. Yeah, so, true, true, true. But he's like, come in here, get to safety, get to safety, there's scarecrows about, or something. And Martha runs in, and is like, no, she's part of it! And the headmaster is like... Mr. Smith, I told you to control your servant. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then the... Joan, Joan and, uh, John agree. They're like, it's true. I saw this little girl with Banes in the village. And the headmaster, very reasonably, I would say, is like, I'm sorry, there is nothing that you could say to convince me that it's a good thing to let this little girl stand in front of all of the turrets. <laughs> and uh, then and she then looks she... at him and goes, you're funny. And then she, and and once again, and he really does deserve the the pain of not letting his bones breathe. Rip, rest uh, in shit, rest in piss, wrist. So, uh, she for some reason, like I guess, just to be twisted, she like challenges all the boys to shoot her, and of course they don't. Um, <laughs> the one that's like crying, he's just like, okay. I do, I do, I think the only thing missing from this scene is Martha screaming at the boys to open fire. (laughs) At the little girl? Yeah, at the little girl. She's of blood. Martha knows. I feel like everybody's of blood, if you think about it. Oh, shit. I know, Um, right? Whoa. So, uh, the doctor, like, tells all the boys to get back inside. They all retreat into the school. But, uh... Baines walks in and starts, like, reanimating the Scarecrows. They chase the boys uh, back inside. um, And they start looking. They're, like, grabbing kids and checking them for the watch. Uh, And when they find that none of these kids have it, they're like, well, let's kill them then. But Latimer, hiding in another room, pops the watch open. And they, they smell Time Lord juice and go running to find him instead of killing the boys. Yeah. So everyone's trying to find Latimer now, but he is he's outside. Hunt for the little boy Latimer. Yeah. Um so Mr. Clark of Blood is the oh, the family like kind of convene around the TARDIS and start like taunting him. They're like, Come get your ship, Doctor. I and was John I John Smith I did, is just like, What the hell is that thing? I kind of for so, I I guess I assumed that the TARDIS was like secured in a more remote location. Um, and I didn't really, like, observe the surroundings of where the TARDIS was when he made his green call to them. So I well, did Well, it was, of- it was out to the west where Martha apparently would walk in the previous episode. But I guess they just, like, dragged it to the school. Yeah, I know. That's what I was gonna say. Did they pick it up and move it? I mean, that is the we thing know that you can do that. You can do that to the TARDIS. It's maybe my favorite thing that you can do to the TARDIS is that you can just move <laughs> it around and it doesn't have anything. Tip it to, over like, like a. Like you a, can tip it over. 
like a fucking porta potty. You think of all of the things that, you think of all the things the TARDIS could do. It would just like stick itself to the ground real good. But wasn't like, that a thing though in uh, in Flesh and Stone that like it was planted into the ground that was like melting around it or something? You think or, so? Maybe but I'm apparently you can pick it up with a helicopter. But you know when the doctor says the hordes of Genghis Khan uh, can't couldn't get into through the TARDIS door? Could Believe they like pick? Tried. Could they like pick it up and put it in the ocean or maybe like in a volcano or something? <laughs> They, I don't know that Genghis Khan necessarily had the he didn't have access, access to, to volcanoes. volcanoes. I mean, his he, you know, I the, don't know that he was necessarily too close to the ocean. I mean, they spread out that they spread out. They went all over the fucking place. I'm sure that they could have found a Look, volcano. Look, I played somewhere. Crusader Kings three. They were moving west. Okay, okay, and you know what? I know from doing the crossword puzzle every day that there's a volcano in Italy called Mount Etna, and, it, and it's a crossword puzzle clue in like every crossword puzzle so he could have tossed the doctor's okay and i know that the woman who was in kill bill was uma okay we've all done a crossword puzzle yeah and i'm just saying that if genghis khan wanted to kill the doctor which we apparently know that he tried to do (laughs) he could have just picked up his tardis carried it to italy and tossed it into that volcano the famous volcano of italy yeah do you think that that was a like just a, a a throwaway non sequitur joke or do you think that there is a classic Who episode where Genghis Khan tries to break into the TARDIS? I think it was probably just one of those instances of the Doctor being like, Facebook, I invented it. <laughs> I was the one who decided to drop the the. <laughs> Believe me, Jesus Christ could get out of this tube three days later. I, he I says, dropped the the like I dropped the original title, which was the Doctor Who Travels Through Time. <laughs> I dropped the the like I dropped the uh, like I dropped my name Theta Sigma, which was my real name. Uh, His name is Sweetie. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> the they're like hiding in the woods while while the family of blood yell at them and try to call them out. Uh, oh, the family of blood yell? Is that a thing they do? They yell? Are you sure about that? I didn't think they did. No, any you're right. I, they don't yell. Yeah, they didn't do um, any yelling. So this is where Joan is like, "No, I think that I think that you do know that blue box. It's in your journal. You wrote about it in your dreams." This is also weird that she's like telling him about his dream journal, like he doesn't remember any of the stuff that he wrote down. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, this is my problem I have with John Smith is that like like the idea of. Of, you know, the doctor losing all of his memories and he, and becoming this other guy and then like, but also why does he, this other guy kind of suck? Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe John Smith is like very well characterized in human nature, but I'm he's sympathi- not. Yeah, I'm sympathetic to him, uh, and his idea that he has to destroy his, his own self to become a different guy that he doesn't know. I'm sympathetic to that, but I just wish that he would like think about that. He would make more sense of, cause yeah, yes, he did forget about the thing he wrote about in his own dream journal. You'd think that when he sees the TARDIS, he'd be like, Oh my God. That's the thing from my dreams. That's the thing that I literally have a picture of. I drew, I draw a picture of it all the time in my book but maybe (laughs) maybe there's more to this story than meets the eye um but instead he's like no 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 i'm not the doctor no i'm john smith no i I don't know what you're talking about shut up fuck you um Uh, is this the part where they're where they oh sorry that's matt smith who says shut up not john smith um uh let's see this is the part where uh is this the part where they go to the uh house the house that nobody will be at 
Yes, which is really something because they get to this house and Joan is like, it's a safe place. Uh, I know that we can hang out here. And we find out the reason that this house is safe because it's like, oh, is it like an is it like an abandoned house or something? No, this is the home of the Cartwrights, Lucy's family. And Joan is like, well, Lucy will have come home evil and killed all of them at some point before this. So the house should be empty. Very cool. Um, which, I mean, the logic is there, but it's wild that they just kind of like, oh, okay, good call. I love that this is the only, like, does Joan not have a house? Whatever. Anyway, uh, they go inside, there's a pot of tea, which they I verify. I assume she, like, lives at the school. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, she verifies that there's a pot of tea that is ice cold, which they could have just been drinking iced tea, Joan. Come on, use your brain. Uh, and this is where, uh. There's something very disturbing about the idea of pouring iced, iced tea out of a teapot. <laughs> Yeah, that's very unwholesome. It's like flying a kite at night. Simpsons. Um, Simpsons. Uh, but yeah, th- this is the part where uh, they're just like, okay, uh, we need the watch. We need to find the boy with the watch. That they, they don't have, know that Latimer has the watch, by the way. They don't know that the boy has it. Um, and uh, and then this is the part where Joan I thought is they like, did. I thought they were looking specifically for Latimer. Oh, maybe this is the part where Joan is like, uh, or the doctor says like. You're you're this guy's companion. What do we even do? What do the companions even do? And yeah, then she... he he's like, "Why does he even need you?" And Martha says, "Because he's lonely." And and John says, "Oh, so you want me to become a guy who's lonely?" I mean, he's clearly not that lonely. He has a friend. Uh, he's got one friend. He's got one friend, and then the friend dies, and then he has to immediately find a new friend and or girlfriend. Uh, there's a knock on the door, and, and Martha's like, man. well, that's like a good solid knock, so it's definitely not a scarecrow knocking on the door. And she opens the door, and it's Latimer. Uh, he's here with the he, watch. And he's, yeah, they try to give the watch to the doctor. He doesn't want it. But he's like, no, I don't who? want it. To who? They try to give the watch to John Smith. Uh, and Joan asks Martha, or no, asks Timmy... Timmy Latz. Timmy Latz. That's what they call him because he does so many pull-ups. <laughs> they call him Big Timmy Latz. They call him Big Timmy Latz. He uh, made me scared why, of dying. Why and- didn't you bring the watch sooner? And he <laughs> says, uh, the watch told me to wait. Also, I was scared. I've seen the doctor, and he's an ancient being full of rage, but he's also wonderful. He fought alongside the singing man in the fields of Arcadia. <laughs> Uh, and then he's like, is and Martha's again, like, is, wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And he's like, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Joan is still trying to convince uh, John that he's the doctor. She pulls out his journal. She's like, this isn't, this isn't nothing. It's clearly blah, like blah. your memories or something. Meanwhile, like, nah. we go to the family. Oh, yeah. This are- is the part where they just decide they're going to start blowing up little uh, burlap on straw. Yeah, there's no consequences to this, by the way. They're in what I assume is their, like, landed ship, and they're, it, there's, like, glowing green shit all over the place, and they're, like, activating the armaments, quote-unquote. And, yeah, they're basically, like, artillery shelling the village from space. Um, This is the part where, like, Latimer, he's, like, he's, he's got the watch, and uh, the doctor, John Smith, picks it up. Uh, and then as he's holding it, he goes doctor mode for a second and does some, yeah, like... Yeah, because Latimer's, like... I still don't get why I'm able to hear the watch talk, but you aren't. And uh, John Smith briefly oh, becomes like the a doctor. it's like a low-level telepathic field. Low-level telepathic field. You must. It must be genetic. Something. So, and then he's like, "Oh God, is that how he talks?" Which is pretty good. 
<laughs> Am I that fucking annoying sometimes? I do like any time the doctor is forced to contend with how annoying he is. I mean, that was such a, a great part of Day of the Doctor. Oh, yeah. Was, was John Hurt doctor. being like, Jesus Christ, is that really how I'm going to act? Oh, no. <laughs> Can it become annoying mode? Um. So the doctor who is John, this is even more confusing now because, again, I, I just wrote uh, the doctor every single time. And now he's kind of going in and out. But I think this is still John Smith is like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, no, I think this is the doctor right now. Uh, and he's like, Martha, why you watched me fall in love with Joan and you never stopped me. What happened to the list of instructions that I gave you? And she's like, the the one thing that the one eventuality you never imagined was that you would fall in love it's never Aww. happened before. It's never happened to the doctor. He, it's never happened. He's never had romances ever. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you you were right. I, I they did say it. This is where she says, "Remember, the family can only live for three months without your time lordness." Uh, and she, in an attempt to convince John Smith of how important and amazing the doctor is, she says, "I haven't even known him for that long, but he's everything." And I love him to bits, and I hope to God he won't remember me saying this. And he he does. He will. Um, (sighs) And then we get, like, uh, we get, yeah. I I don't want all of the companions to be in love with him. I know, it's, like, a thing I really hate. It's, like, because, I think that it... I felt had, like it worked for Rose's character. It was okay with Rose, but now it's because, Martha. Because her then, going with him was very much, like, about escapism and the the romance of getting whisked away to go on an adventure. And then it just kind of feels like like a rebound with Martha. Like, Yeah, I mean, they that is how they kind of framed it in Gridlock, is she's like, oh god, you, you brought your ex here, didn't you? <laughs> but then she also falls in love with him, and then, uh, and then Amy Pond tries to uh, cheat on her uh, fiancé on the night of her wedding with him. Uh, also and then uh well and then there's a long gap i guess no because clara clara oh my god with clara it's the, that's like the How worst companion d- companion doctor romance and then also yes uh but that's like later i guess i'm pretty sure that the new companion for the 15th doctor is supposed to be pretty young so i'm praying that that means that that's not gonna for happen for the love of christ please stop with the companion romances nobody no, stop i don't like it i personally don't like it i don't i i haven't seen enough of 13 and yaz to really i mean we've seen we've seen plenty of 13 and yaz but i haven't we seen enough like, of their romance to we really... saw like we saw like the very end of their arc in legend of the sea devils yeah shortly um, before regeneration happens I although assume. from what from what dan said in the new year's special i think that um a lot of their romance happens over the course of flux. <laughs> so, actually, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> the, oh man, we I think we need another flux episode. We need we need some what, spice be, on this podcast. Be, what do we need to be humbled? We, Are we, 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 we've had it too good for too we've long. We've had it too good. Yeah, we, you can't have you can't you need some some sour to balance out the sweetness. I mean, what was our last like truly terrible episode? I feel like it was the snowman. It was the snowman, uh, and that, that was episode. a while ago. Now it was a while ago. Okay, fine. I'll, what 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 are we gonna get to? Witch doctor and be like, I don't care who it is as long as yeah, it's flux is gambit. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the 
looked. It's called the Don't Give a Flux. I think I made that joke last okay, week. Great. I think I made that joke before, but I okay. do give a flux. I want I want to see flux. <laughs> do you? No. I will buy it for you on Blu-ray for $40. Every finger on the monkey's paw has curled and it's punching me in the face with we the get monkey's The face. monkey's paw curls back and we the next like 15 episodes he roll our flux in order. Oh, I did I did joke on the Discord that I would uh re- redo my my episode pool function in the spreadsheet to stop taking flux episodes out when we roll them. <laughs> Just leave them in forever. <laughs> oh boy, once upon time again. Woohoo! Okay. We get to going. the end of the podcast and it's like there's one episode that we haven't seen, but we can't we can't watch you it can't because watch we keep rolling flux, flux episodes. <laughs> That's awful. I hate that. Don't do that. Anyway, okay. So I mean, hey, it's possible that Once Upon Time is the only bad episode in Flux. I don't think you're right about that. Probably not. Uh, uh, uh it's possible, but probably not. Okay, okay so, so now it's time. It's time for uh, it's time for the Doctor and Joan to like hash things out. Uh, they literally ask uh, they ask Martha and Latimer to leave. Lo- big Lats, uh, Big Lats, Latimer. Oh, it's mm-hmm. it's important to note uh, the Doctor John Smith says, uh, "Just give me the watch and I'll give it to them." Why is it such a big deal? And Joan's Joan looks up from the journal that she's just been reading in the background, and she's like, "Sorry, sorry, John. I just finished your journal, and it says that the creatures will overrun the universe if we don't <laughs> stop them." Oh, okay. Well, that's why. Um, Timmy Biglats, Martha, can you please leave so I can talk to my uh, to my to my boyfriend? Um, and they do. He's like they just like he, go outside and sit on the on the porch and like watch the village get bombed. Yeah, they're watching in the distance as bombs get dropped on the on the little town. And you know, they have this conversation about like, "Oh, if I turn into the doctor, you know, he doesn't love you." Uh also, also apparently he's, he's scared that if he becomes the doctor, maybe he will uh stop being racist. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to lose sight of my understanding of, of the, the superior the natural race. order. Uh-huh. It's, I don't it's want to forget to think about that. I might stop being racist. If I don't I want to forget about. I don't want to forget about the white man's burden. He says with tears in his eyes. Um, and then oh, he talks about how Joan had a husband who died, and that that's not fair to her that she doesn't get a second chance at having a husband. I guess sure. Uh, I I'm sorry. I just I didn't see the first part of this episode. I just couldn't. yeah. This this scene is probably like really affecting if you care about this couple because he's like he's like uh, we see like David Tennant become an old man and ask about it, like peepop peepop. Uh, oh my John god! Smith. Yes. Okay. I I I want to I want to back up and and like go through this, but uh, he says like you know the doctor won't love you, and she says if he's not you, I don't want him to. And he says, Joan, I promise you, no matter who I am, no matter what the truth is about me, this, you and I were real. Uh, And then they, like, hold the watch together, and they see a vision of an alternate reality where they get to grow old together. And and it ends with David Tennant in old age makeup on his deathbed. so cranked. And he's, like, he's, like, dying in his bed, and he's a super old man, and he's, like... Is everything good? And a voice from nearby is like, everything's really cool. And he's like, great. <laughs> Did I crush it? You crushed it. It's fucking yeah. Joan says like, 
that Time Lord could never have a life like that. And he's like, but I could. We go back to the alien ship. If you wait like 10,000 years, I'll become old, old, old Tom Baker. Baines is being an ultimate sicko in this scene as they're bombing the village. And I want to say again, the bombing of the village has no consequences. We never like see the effect of it. I don't think we go back to the school. No, we don't see anything else of this village. Uh, uh, but Baines is like, we'll blow them to dust, then melt the dust into glass and blow up the glass. <laughs> He's having fun. <laughs> I hope nobody does anything fucked up to this guy. Oh, and so, then uh, John Smith walks in. He's like, here, here's the watch. Please take it. Please stop. Um, oh, actually, he says, take it. Stop. And then Baines says, say please. Say please. <laughs> uh, and I think Jenny, like, sniffs him and is like, yep, he's a human, all right. Oh, and, the, and, and uh, John Smith is, like, tripping and, like, falling over things and pulling levers and pushing buttons the whole time on accident. Oh, so clumsy. Um, well, it's 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 specifically that Baines, like, grabs the watch and then, like, shoves the doctor against the wall. And he's like, whoa! Whoa, I pushed all the buttons that make the ship self-destruct. Uh, and then Baines opens the watch and... Nothing happens. And John Smith on the floor is like, I didn't, actually, uh oh, and no, he's like, it was a bit of, a bit of clever olfactory ventriloquism, uh, that made you think that I smelled like a human. And it seems the hydrocanometers and the primary heat converters, uh, and that all sucks, but I do like at the end when he says, shouldn't have let me put on, shouldn't have let me push all those buttons as an, as an alarm starts going off and they all and have to then, run out of the ship and then the ship explodes. And then the doctor. The, the, the Baines and Co. They're all like on the ground, and I guess I don't really understand like how the Doctor gained power in this situation. I don't know. Uh, and we... also, also by the way, what if he was capable of just picking them up and doing the the things that he's about to do to them? Uh, why was there any conflict of the episode? At because the they they had guns last time, and this time they they like left their guns behind. They, yeah, I guess they didn't have guns, so they for could... some reason didn't bring their guns into the ship. Uh. So here's here's a list of things that the doctor does to each one of them. Yes, and this is delivered in the form of a punishment mm. montage narrated by Baines. Um so dad uh, dad of blood got wrapped in chains forged in uh in like forged by the black holes or something. It was it was like a neutron star or something they that the chains were made of so strong that he could never break out of them. Uh he threw did he get yeah. like hucked down an elevator shaft or something? Yeah, I don't really. I couldn't. I thought that they it were going to like say he was using shot. I thought they were going to say he was like in the prison, like a prison, like the strongest prison in the galaxy. Uh, the mom of blood, he straight up chucks into a black hole. Yeah, um, which I'm pretty sure kills you. But uh, who no, knows? Bane says that she's going to orbit the in the event horizon, which I think is something he put, that you can't do. He put definition. her in this. He put her in the Satan pit. Um, yeah, basically. Th- this one is fucking crazy. He's, uh, Baines is like, Lucy, he visits once a year, every year. Doesn't She's make sense. Tra- trapped inside of a mirror. Every mirror. If you are looking into the mirror and you see a girl behind her, that is Lucy. And yes, she w- if, if you see something move behind you just for a second, that's her. It's how did, always her. How did this, he do this that? This shit is why I thought that Stephen Moffat wrote this. Episode. How did he do that? 
Yeah, also, the that line about he visits her once a year every year in the mirror, but also she's in every mirror, I don't understand how it makes sense that he only he only looks at a mirror once a year. Yeah, okay, when he regenerates. Um, and oh, then and Bane's then... punishment, I would argue, is somehow the least plausible. Uh-huh, because he freezes Bane, like, like locks him into a uh, T-pose, and then turns him into a scarecrow, which I guess no one will ever... <laughs> For all of time, did ever yeah, anyone it's, ever it's be like the scarecrow that is just gonna hang out on this f- field forever and ever, and no one will ever like go up to it or touch it? Oh, anyway. Barty, what's that old scarecrow you got over there? That thing's been out in the yard for ages. And they take it. Oh, Jesus! Take, it's a guy. <laughs> it's a guy in there, <laughs> and he's just like. <laughs> but like, I mean, I guess, I guess. I guess that, <laughs> I guess that like uh, uh, there's never a thing about like the doctor having a Batman rule. As far as I can tell, the doctor doesn't have a Batman rule where he doesn't what, kill no people. Kill. No kill. I think um, I think that the doctor very much does have a no kill rule. I mean, he has a no weapon rule, but he did fight in the Time War and blow up all the Daleks and kill all I'm the Daleks. I'm pretty sure that they say at different points that he is anti-killing and that the, I think that was is, why he had to become the War Doctor. Yeah, I think he is anti-kill, but this is, I, I, I always hate when he's like, I can't, I won't kill, but I will do something that's probably worse than kill. Your eternal like, torture. This is what happened to Tim Shaw! Yeah. Don't kill Tim Shaw. We've Except Tim Shaw was was Ryan and Graham did that to try the, to but like the doctor, appease the doctor. Whereas exactly. this is the doctor did this himself, and I would argue that it's far worse what he does to these four. I mean, I mean, it's all the same thing. It's basically like sealing them into their body forever. Yeah, but that, 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 that's what's nuts is that is that Bane says like this was his punishment for us, the eternal lives we all wished for. But it's like. He didn't have to do this. They were like at the end of their lifespans anyway. This is, I think this, this is, is just pure like wrath. spite for, for them tearing the life of John Smith away from him. I, I, I don't know. All I know it's is that so, he, so, so, so over the top. It's so wild. And like I said, this, this stuck with me for years of like, why did he do that? Also, how did he do, like, like, I, 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 what, I, I always feel like sometimes I mean I he put with... he put her in the mirror the same way that the time lords do like time paintings. I don't but know. like no, I'm imagining the visual of like did the doctor just like pick up the big dad and like <laughs> pick him up and put him in the TARDIS and then be like yeah, I'm how off. did he get the chains how onto the dad? Did, how did he like did he like handcuff? I'm them going first? to put these chains on you now. Okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, I know. I yeah, did like, a bad why did job. They, they just let him do it after I he was blew a up bad of blood. <laughs> they literally let him do it to them. <laughs> anyway, that's 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 that. He put them all in in tvtropes.com slash a fate worse than death. Uh look up this episode. I'm sure it's on there. Um, we get a final scene with Joan that I frankly uh hate. I hate, hate this. Oh, it scene. sucked. It, yeah. He he goes to talk to Joan. He's the doctor fully again. He remembers everything. Uh and she like can't look at him because she's like this this is, weird is, alien wearing the face of my beloved John. Is John in uh, there and he's like, "Yeah, I still feel a little bit racist deep down he's inside." In here somewhere. <laughs> oh god. Uh she says like, "Could you change back?" and he says, "I could, but I'm not going to." And she says like, "John Smith was braver than you in the end because he was an ordinary man who chose to throw his life away." Hey, do you want to be my new companion? And yeah, he's just like, "Hey, do you want to come with me?" 
And she she says something like, uh, like, I I don't want to, like, I, I think, she's like, think of how small I must look to you or something like that. But he's like, we could we could start over. I can be everything that John Smith was, and she says no. John Smith is dead, and you look just like him. <laughs> this episode reflects very poorly on the Doctor's character. Yeah, why is he doing this? Is he is this just like also is he just gonna sort like, of like a, a flaccid attempt to like uh, like comfort her? It's so weird. Is, I don't know. Is he what gonna he's like fire Martha to replace her with Joan? Is he is woman? he just trying to get a love triangle going? I don't know what he's planning. I mean. This is this is very funny. I always... Also, I I don't think that he really wants her to come. He's not like he's not like please come, Joe. He's just like out of Do you obligation. Come with me? Like you, I can. It's it's the like way that he's very like flatly like I could be everything John Smith was. We could and we she's could like, uh... yeah, but you're not John Smith, and he's like yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a bunch of people together. I'm trying to do uh, early fam strength. Uh, Sam, are you aware? Are you aware? That, um, that the group of companions of Yaz, uh, Ryan and, and Graham is known as, is like the official name for them is the fam. Are you aware of this? <sighs> I, I remember learning the name of a group of companions. I don't remember it being the fam though. Or was it, I've, I've seen it as the fam. It was like I the TARDIS. Oh no, it was TARDIS. Team TARDIS. Team TARDIS. I, no, I remember what it was. It was, I saw it on somebody put up a poll of like, who, uh, who's the best companion, like, oh, your yeah, favorite companion. You it was the fam. Because Dan was the least Dan popular. Got, no, but, um, I was thinking about this, uh, this is just completely on a tangent, but I wanted to say it before I forgot about it, of, uh, about Jodie Whittaker, Doctor, of, uh, you know how she, she does say words like fam and she makes jokes about like Twitter and stuff. And uh, I know that that's just, like, the writers being kind of cringe, but I like to imagine it's just that after this, after being Peter Capaldi so for so long, she was just desperately trying, just desperately trying to appear human and, like, with <laughs> the times. She was so alien for so long that now she's like, I she's need to like be the most. She's, like, Yeah. She's like, hey, did you <laughs> see Jimmy really Fallon last night? <laughs> anyway, that, that was that, my... That shit was lit. <laughs> that's my thought Jimmy about Jimmy Fallon was Whitaker. lit last night. <laughs> Did you see Jack Black? Dude, I lolled at that. Uh, that's I lolled my, at the Mario movie. I, that's my thought about Jodie Whittaker. Okay, we can finish <laughs> this episode now. Oh my god. The first doctor to have a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's being my TikTok with me. Okay, sorry. The I just artist, or as I like to call it, the hype house. <laughs> We need to finish this episode. We keep it 100 on the TARDIS, fam. <laughs> this isn't even a Jody episode. I just needed to tell you this before I forgot. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Doctor is just like, okay, I, you know that, you know that we, uh, call back to Secret Life way too much. Uh huh. This is like India Isley's oh, bad no. <laughs> acting in the scene where she's like, no, please, please, Amy, please. Please, Amy, please keep please, the Amy, baby. Please, please, Joan, come on. Come on, please. Come I'm trying to make a team. I want to make a squad. And it's like, David Tennant is a great actor, so it really... I it just, I, I think this is just an episode about how the Doctor is kind of a piece of shit. I, I don't know what this scene was supposed to be. I don't know what he was trying to portray the Doctor as in this scene, which makes me wonder if maybe it was not super clear for them either. <laughs> because, I don't know, I... 
I, I, I don't want to potentially compromise the podcast that we will definitely do pros before shows where we do <laughs> read every single Doctor Who novel. Um, I, hate, I hate you. I mean, that was I'm, my, that was my, my, my joke, but also the idea of doing that sounds like agony. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm so curious if this is different in the book. Because obviously there's some differences. We know that it's a different doctor. I really wonder if this stuff with Joan was like slapped on for the for the show. I don't know. I that I have no idea. That's just a, a thought. But anyway, oh, she, she she's like she's like, hey, if you never chose to come here, like you chose this place for some reason. If you'd ever come here, would any of these people have died? And he's just like stands silently, and then she goes, I think you should leave. And then he does. You just had to get an I think you should leave reference in here. No. Oh, and then she's sad. She, like, holds the journal and cries. He goes back to the TARDIS and Martha is waiting for him. And he says, it's time to move on. She, like, tries to awkwardly play off what she said last night. She's like, oh, when I said I was in love with you, I just wanted to convince John Smith. I didn't mean, and he's like, ha ha, yeah, Yeah, whatever. And then he gives her a, he gives her a very, he rewards her for all of this horror that she had to go through. Um, and you know, having to deal with these racist people and like, uh, do all this shit, uh, by herself without the doctor there. And he says, I will award you with a platonic hug. He gives her a gold star. He gives her a silver star. Yeah. He doesn't give Um, her a gold star. He gives her like a, he gives her like a, a good job sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh timmy large lats comes by <laughs> and uh thanks them and he says i've seen the future i know what must be done in the war and martha is like you don't have to fight in the war little timmy it's a pretty lats. bad war it's like it's like it's not even like you're fighting a bat you're not fighting like nazis or anything you're just fighting like like just dudes for no reason you don't have to and, go into that war and Timmy Large Latz says, yes, I do. That's my the doctor hands him the watch and says, it's just an ordinary watch now, but maybe it'll bring you And then he's like, And then he's like, the by the way, check this shit out. And then he Time gets in the TARDIS. Service. He gets in the TARDIS and, like, the boy gets to watch it in awe as it disappears and, like, he claps for the TARDIS. And then, and then you see Christina D'Souza's bus fly out, fly in the background. Yay! We flash forward. It's the war. Latimer is. This is in my the favorite because Lat- I mean, obviously, it's one year later, but Latimer is still little boy mode. And then yeah. he sees the time, and then he pulls Hutchinson aside. He flexes his giant lats, and see, it's weird that the they artillery. chose to have. It's weird that they chose to have this be set the year before the war. Like, why not have it be like? 1908 or something and then we cut to a different actor but he has the watch so we know that he's latimer why does he still look like he's 14 i mean i guess it's because i'm pretty sure that like 14 year olds were fighting in this war oh Uh, maybe i i I think a lot of very young people died in world war one uh, but Maybe. he does, I I, he I does save him and his bully's life by yes because he he looks at the watch and he sees oh my god this is the time that is on the watch when the artillery shell falls, and he, like, pulls Hutchinson aside right before they would have died in the explosion, and he's like, Yahoo! I did it! And then we get... Uh, 
And then I never in a million years would I have guessed that this is how the episode ends with like a Saving Private Ryan funeral, like at the at Arlington moment, where like you see he turns into an old man and he's got like war medals and he's and he's at it's Poppy Frankly, Day. I'm surprised that they didn't have the same kid actor in old, <laughs> in age, old makeup. age makeup. We see a little like, oh, boy. Oh, so you do know that you can have a different person play this? We person. see a little boy in old age makeup in a wheelchair covered in medals. And, uh, and the, and there's Poppy Day and they're like at a war memorial or something. And then he looks over and, uh, sees the doctor and Martha wearing the little poppies on their lapel. I don't know enough about, about, uh, about anything to know really what the deal they is with Poppy Day. And applauding. Yeah, I, I did really, really, really expect to see the doctor salute. I was so sure it was going to happen. I want to know what is going on here where the doctor and Martha get in the TARDIS and the doctor like pokes his head out and he's like, you're going to like this bit, little Timmy. And then they and then they go straight to look at him as an old man <laughs> on Poppy Day. Were they like, checking like was that immediately after? Like what when did they come back were to they, look at him in a wheelchair? Were they checking in with him to see if he was still alive? Like what what, what was this? I don't but know. Yeah, he but... like looks over and sees them and like sheds a tear as he looks at the watch okay i again grain of salt haven't seen part one i'll watch it again and reevaluate it when i have the context as of right now c minus i didn't like I know. this episode i was i was sitting there watching it like oh man i remember liking this episode so much i wonder is this gonna be like am i gonna give this a b an a uh yeah this is i would say it's i don't know if i go all the way down i um i give it a c it's as good as any middle of the road Doctor Who episode, but it's in like a weird place because it's the second part of a two-parter that we didn't see the first part of. Uh, that's clearly like banking on the fact that you've seen everything. Yes. Yeah, watched wrong. I had a C minus time, <laughs> but I I now that we've established that we're allowed to reevaluate episodes with with additional context, um, I I do want to go back to this eventually. Next time on Doctor Who, don't blink. It is so funny when it's so funny watching these episodes and seeing like all these really iconic episodes, but we only get to see thir- like thirteen seconds of them. I thought uh, it was kind of interesting though that you can really tell that they knew that Blink was going to be iconic because a lot of the next time on is like a montage of the entire episode shoved into like ten seconds. This was like. We barely see anything. The doctor's just like, blink and you're dead. And we just like see a statue and that's the I whole next fe- time on. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like that's you talking with, with, uh, with like existing knowledge. I think that they're just trying to showcase the episode concept of an alien that you got. Maybe I'm just at. saying like we, we've had a lot of next time ons that show like way, way, way more than this. I think, I think they, they were just to like, play it close to the chest. I think they were trying to show that there was going to be a cool, scary statue alien that you can't blink at. And that was like the main concept of the episode. And then that's what they were showing. Um, also, the doctor being on a TV, which uh, I think is yeah, fun. Yeah, I still because, don't know what's going on there. Uh, the, okay, well, I won't say anything. Um, uh, that's that's this episode. Uh, any companion? Why is that? It's like the stars are out. It's it's Hollywood, California, and we're here at the annual can uh, uh, companion awards. Uh, and uh, we got to give Martha a gold star for sure. 
Um, yeah, she put up with a lot of shit in this episode. Yeah, I, don't I guess think it, that she... I guess she doesn't take initiative because yeah, she was following pre-written instructions, yeah. even though she was showing a real stiff upper lip about uh, having people be racist at her for a while, um, which is unfair. Uh, and she, I didn't like. She it. doesn't get a chance to shoot uh, any of the family. She doesn't kill blood. anybody. She doesn't do any backflips. Um, she doesn't like eat shit in a. Co- you know what? <laughs> Can we give a medal of Mickey to the headmaster for just getting blasted so good? I mean, he's got fun- so many medals already. What's one more? What's one more medal of Mickey, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, not, also, not a whole lot in the way of. I'm also going to give. I'm also going to give a gold star to 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 Timmy Biglats. Uh just for for <laughs> yeah. for really doing a great job in World War One. I'll, I'll I'll give it to him. Maybe he even fought in World War Two. Uh, he did have a lot of medals. Uh, okay, it's time for which doctor? Are you gonna Are you gonna play the uh, the give me a flux? Give a flux. I think uh, I said last week that I wanted Whitaker. Give a flux gambit. Why not make it hurt? Give me a flux. <laughs> no, we already saw the one with John Hurt in it. Yeah, I could go for a, I could go for a Whitaker. I'm still like I'm still like. I'm just hungry for Capaldi. I, it's a problem. Like I've got a, I've got an addiction to you gotta, Peter Capaldi. You gotta save it. The faster like, we get through it, the less we'll have later. Like I do, I do a Capaldi and Claire episode. This this can be good. this can be kind of fun. Let's just rewatch uh, Robot of Sherwood. Let's um, no, please. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do it. I don't know when, but I I, okay. I do want to do it and no, see if it actually is as bad as I remember. I mean Donna. We tr- once again Donna's Gambit is dead. We saw Donna in an episode, so I can't I can't keep just asking for. Donna. Is her me. last name Gambit? Her name is Donna Gambit. Gambit is dead. Donna Gambit. For a fact. Um, <laughs> but that's why Doctor was sad in uh, in uh, in the Let's Kill Hitler when he's talking to the TARDIS computer. He says, "Oh man, all the, my dead companions." Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see Whitaker. We need we need we need. A oh, Whitaker. you want Whitaker too? All right, I want yeah. Whitaker, and I want it to be a bad episode. Make it hurt. Oh shit! We got Capaldi. Series Smile. ten. Episode two, smile. Isn't that like a horror movie that just came out? I remember seeing ads where it's like you smile and you die. Uh, it's a Bill episode. I love Bill. This is good. It be- is the. I think this is the. Oh, this is the episode right before Thin Ice. So I think this is the second Bill episode. Generally positive. Generally, generally positive reviews. Eighty-four percent. Verging on by ridiculous- Frank Cottrell Boyce. I feel like we've seen another one of his. He. Uh, Frank Cottrell Boyce. He wrote the sequels to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, The Magical Car. Oh, he wrote In the Forest of the Night, an episode okay. that was more or less fine. If it's more or less fine, except for the... So maybe Bill will threaten to kill a bunch of kids in this one. <laughs> will, this <laughs> episode ruin, will this episode ruin Bill's character? <laughs> okay, sure. I'll take it. I like Capaldi. I like Bill. I like the characters. Are we going to get to see uh, Nardle? And will he... Will we find out more about uh, the vault that is sealing in Shadow the Hedgehog so he can't destroy the world? Nobody knows. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I think I think we probably will learn more about the vault because that the vault was like an ominous thing hanging over uh, thin ice. But I think they're probably going to have to explain it a little bit, huh? Uh, eventually. Yeah. Maybe I, in the first I, episode. I got the sense in Thin Ice that we were expected to already know a little bit about it. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm, 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 you know, I love to see 12th Doctor. I'm, I'm I cool love him. It. He's so good. He's my we've favorite. Had, we've had a lot of him recently, but I'm not complaining about that. Um, 
Okay. What is, are That's there it. still series that we haven't seen a single episode? I don't know. I don't we really pay attention. Andy, I don't we haven't seen any series. of series four, which I assume is where Donna is. Oh yeah, series four is Donna, and and uh, I think Martha's in it too. It's like split. Oh, and uh, nine uh, is uh, we've only seen the woman who lived. That's right. I think nine is supposed to be a great series, despite the one episode that we watched that we didn't like. <laughs> that episode was fucking crazy, Sam. That episode was the one where the guy is doing stand up comedy before he gets hanged by the neck until dead. I will say, uh, I've. I've I've started keeping an informal list of episodes that I intend to rewatch and reevaluate at some point. Uh, will you rewatch the woman who lived after watching the girl who died? I I do intend to do that. I, There's going to be a part. Family of Blood, and I'll rewatch Robot of Sherwood. There's at a some part. Point. Why will you rewatch Robot of Sherwood? Okay, let, let me explain why I want to rewatch Robot of Sherwood because it was was it oh shit was it our first Capaldi episode? It was our first Capaldi episode. Or was it our second? It was our first book up all the episode. The second one. It was, was our was... second. We had already seen Thin Ice. Oh, okay. But but my point is we didn't know his character very much. And we didn't know Clara at all. And we thought and I we're probably right, but we thought that it was an eleventh doctor script that they reused for the twelfth doctor. But now that we've gotten to know him more and seen the side of him that is really, like, weird and aggro and unpleasant, I'm like, I don't know, that could have just been the 12th but, Doctor. But but it was also written by enemy of the show Mark Gatiss. And he it always was. writes shit. He's a terrible writer. He's a bad writer. I just, I want to I wanna rewatch it and see oh if God, it's as I bad as I Oh, God, I see a Mark Gatiss episode that, that you just, like, have your cursor, like, right next to. Wait, there was an episode written by Neil Gaiman? Weird. Uh, I think there was more than one. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, the other one was The Doctor's Wife. Uh, yeah, they were both, uh, oh, I think episodes. I've, God, look at all those Mark Gatiss episodes. Disgusting. <laughs> those are none of our business for now. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I want to well, see there you go. Oh. I stopped sharing my screen. Alright. Um, that's it for this episode. Do we do our Patreon now? Yeah, you know we do. <laughs> Well, I, I just couldn't remember At patreon.com slash potting bros, we have bonus content that you can get for just a dollar a month. Uh, we have recorded our episode on the second Doctor serial, The Dominators, parts one and two. <laughs> that uh, episode that is so whack. Up. I think that episode will already be up before this one is, so check that out. Uh, it, it had some very funny uh, second Doctor shenanigans that <laughs> we got to see him get tortured, which was fun. Uh, <laughs> uh one dollar gets you the bonus content plus a mildly special Discord role marking you as a friend of the show. And we've got all of our bonus content from before it was Dr. Huh. Come on, check it out. We read fanfic and stuff. Okay. Five dollars gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show. You get a shout out on the podcast. You can send us a message that will read one of our funny voices. And ten dollars gets you all that plus an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an incredibly special honorary member of House Me Souza. What? You can listen to the podcast live while we record it and we'll clap for you? Why? Because <laughs> Lady D'Souza. You're epic. Because you're epic and we... And you're a cool aristocrat who does the So stunts. thank you to our 5 and $10 subscribers, Cassidy, JCH, Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Violet Magician, and the honorary members of House Misusa, Destry Hawk, H. Cave, and Sauceworks. Thank you. Sam, we have a uh, lot of... Well, we have no message this week. We're on Tumblr. 
at uh, Dr. I'm I'm floating the idea in my mind that I want to start doing uh, listener questions on the show again. So feel free to send us asks to our Tumblr, and then we'll probably answer them on the show if we you get enough. You can also send them to our co-host at cohost.org slash Dr. Ha. Or I guess you could ask them in our Discord, and we'll get lost in the uh, conversation, and we'll forget the thing. <laughs> I, I would rather people don't do that. Please don't send us questions you, on our Discord, but you can't join... Need- you mm. don't need a co-host account to send them to co-host. I don't know how, how it works on Tumblr. I think you can send them without a, an account on Tumblr. I think it's just anonymously. Um, so you get to choose which one of us reads the question because I don't have the Tumblr and Jordan doesn't have the co-host. <laughs> there are two paths you can walk down. Um, pick your poison. <laughs> but yeah, if you have a question, you can send it to either our co-host or our Tumblr. And just, and just we'll... know that whichever one of us doesn't get the question is going to be really hurt. Yeah, well, I'll be very John Hurt about it. Um, right. uh, we have a Discord also. I, I I always forget if we we talk about our Discord. It's great. We don't. Um, uh, the link to join our Discord is at the bottom of every episode. Please, uh, have your parents' permission and uh, send in ten box tops before you join. Um, you can. You made uh, new emotes. We have a, a River Song saying spoilers emote, and you also made a Tommy token emote. I made a Tommy token, and I also, at some point, I made a, 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 a Sylvester McCoy Seventh Doctor emote, and I don't remember doing it or adding it. <laughs> but I know I, 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 you didn't do it. I don't think there, you added some weird emotes to. to why do we have an emote of Aristotle means from Ace Attorney? I don't know. You're asking me questions that I don't know the answer to. We <laughs> you also did have it. we also have an emote probably because I was playing it and he made a funny face and I wanted to make it into an emote. Uh, we also have uh, in addition to other strange emotes that we have, uh, we have Kazuchika Okada. We have <laughs> we have Muncher. I don't know who Muncher is. Muncher is from Ghostbusters New. Oh, we we have uh, two emotes of Tom Foss making a funny face <laughs> in Kyle X Y. We've got a, a really we've got an incredible uh, emote of John the baby from Secret Life of the American Teenager looking up uh, <laughs> as if to say why God. Um, oh, and and one of my favorites is uh, Jean Luc Villadeau who plays Josh Schrager on Kyle X Y. Uh, his face from the. From the poster. the poster for the show Baby Daddy, just looking—he's making a face that I—I is very hard to explain. I mean, I um, think the most important emote though has got to be uh, Kyle XY. Booyah! That's the Kizzle Dizzle when he dunked a basketball. God, I love that emote. We have so many good ones. Anyway, join. It's good emotes. Join the Discord server. Uh, also, if you know anyone who likes Doctor Who, maybe tell them about the podcast. Tell them about the podcast. Get the word out Cause, there. Because one thing Doctor Who fans uh, probably love is people watching a show they like in the dumbest way possible that kind of but ruins it But we like it of, most of the time. We do mostly like it. And it's it, we've got, what, 37 episodes now? It's bingeable as hell. Oh my god, by the way, our next Patreon episode is about, like, the third episode of the whole last oh, show. Oh yeah, we we have rolled for our next Patreon episode, the third Doctor Who serial of all time. So we'll, we'll get to tell you about, like, what this show was like before they knew anything. <laughs> which is so, like, kind of anxiety-inducing for me. <laughs> like, what's it gonna be? Is it gonna be really weird and bad and different? Or is it going to be cool and good and different? Um, I I have heard that they found the identity of the show uh, with the second serial, the Daleks. Mm. So 
maybe it's the first serial that is really weird and confusing. <laughs> I I'm know. sure it's quite strange. Anyway. We'll find out soon. Find out someday. Uh, yeah, but anyway, follow, recommend this to a friend. Uh, it, it, I really appreciate that people listen to this show, even though it, we're both uh, goobers and uh, talk about uh, Kylex Y too much. But yeah, you can, let's see, you can find me on Tumblr at Kiwami Breakfast. Um, I've been pretty active there lately, uh, since I deleted Twitter because it's just the worst website and I'm so glad that I'm not using it anymore. Sam, where can we find you? I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. Uh, I'm also on the podcast Sounds About Light, where we are halfway through Kingdom Hearts recoded and we're having a better time than I thought we would. We are hosted on noisespace.xyz. A lot of great shows on Noise Space. Check out Zero to Zero, which is about a superhero assortment of things. Yeah, I mean, listen to that podcast if you want to hear me absolutely unravel over the course of over a year. Yeah, Not as bad like... as Kyle XY did to me, though. <laughs> like, Secret Life was basically we started at rock bottom and just went down. Kyle XY was that we started, uh, we were like... We were so hurt by one show that we were, like, delighted by this new show, and then we also just We unraveled. literally praised Kyle XY in the first episode, because by the end of the episode, we, <laughs> we knew, knew everybody's all of the characters' names. names. <laughs> and then by the end, we were just like, <laughs> I think at some point, Sam, you said, I hope everybody in this story dies. I don't remember that, but I do believe it. I think it was actually the fanfic. Anyway, oh yeah, please listen. Like, if you're working through a backlog and you haven't listened to our stuff, uh, and you uh, do listen to Kylex Y, why? Uh, please, for the love of God, don't skip the fanfic season, because it is- Don't assume that it's not necessary listening. The fanfic, I, I, that fanfic lives, still lives rent-free in my head. I still think about, uh, Jesse curing, uh, important diseases and saving hundreds of lives. <laughs> anyway. This is very self-indulgent. Uh, Noise Face is a great network. Check out, uh, check out Pot of Greed about Yu-Gi-Oh! Check out, um, uh, check out Special Grade Snacks about Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, a lot of great shows. Check them out. Yeah. Sam? Sam? What? I, I don't have any segue into this. Can you say the doctor's prayer? Please. It would be my absolute horror to do so, Jordan. <sighs> Remember when you used to, like, be so... You this you just were so re- uh, resistant to doing it. Now you just do it uh, like a good little soldier every time. Well, the yeah, I've you know I'm I'm one of those good old boys. I <laughs> I am braver than any British soldier in World War One. Uh, but also the important thing is that I didn't write it. May your mm-hmm. life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Harkness. May Dan the Nice Man smile nicely upon you. May Clara make a clever souffle. May the Twelfth Doctor leave Bill the hell alone. And may the Doctor light your path through time. You know you say you didn't write it, but you've added so many lines that you're at least a co-author. No, they actually, uh, at the conventions, uh, (laughs) at the Doctor Huh convention, they they give me new versions. (laughs) They hold a convention every week. Excelsior! Excelsior and Dr. Dr. Pyle. Dr. Pyle.